Dr. Shark MMA Show. Everyone, welcome to the Mark the Shark Live today. Today we got Zane on the line. I'm going to bring him on right now. And we're going to go over UFC 257. What's going on, Zane? What's going on, Mark? How you doing? Good. How's your Saturday doing? Uh, it's, uh, it's actually nice. It's actually nice to have a day off. It's been, uh, it's been a little bit insane. As the fight that we are probably about to talk about <laughs> yeah let me um let me bring up like oh we'll first go over i guess the chandler fight but uh let me just see if there's a way there's a way to yeah that, that's what we predicted all right you can't I'm trying to. There's no way of me bringing it up without muting it. So we'll skip the video. I might be able to. I might be able to share my screen on my end. Yeah, but I hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I can bring it up and then and then mute it. Hold on. I just want to mute the sound. Oh wait, yeah, I might be able to. Hold on. All right. So let me share my screen. Gotcha. All right. Go back over here. A little slow today because I'm doing split screen. All right, share audio. Who knows? Maybe we can edit this part out. That's right. All right. So here's us watching a fight. Now, I don't know about you, but it looked like Hooker was a little uh, hesitant in this match. I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? I don't think he was hesitant. I think what he wanted is to win definitively, quickly. I think he wanted to get the shock value. And then I think his words afterwards really weren't who he is, but he wanted to be... You're talking excited. about Hooker, right? Yes. I think he wanted to be exciting and flashy and try to get the attention of the UFC, the fans. He wanted to try to become a fan favorite and make himself marketable and try and get that fight with Khabib. To tell you the truth, I don't think that he excited Khabib. I think that I think that Hooker uh, went about it the wrong way. I think Hooker was too tentative. I think that Hooker should have initiated, kept him, off, kept him backing up. You can't allow a fighter to just – rush you especially a powerful yeah. now uh, I, I don't know i i think once he got in the cage and he just saw the beast known as chandler you know heading towards him i think he he was like wow man this this guy's a lot tougher than i think than i give him credit for i mean because look at him here i, I don't backpedaling 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 back a guy who is able to take you down a guy who's uh, very quick, very compact. You got to back them up. Number one, back them up. Number two, use your reach. Hooker has reach. And yep. he should have he been jabbing. He should have been front kicking. Tell you the truth, he should have fought him like probably Connor would fight him. You know, like 
hit him to the middle. This guy fights very square, even though he's a little bit to the stop, to the side. I would have definitely, uh, if you are going to kick, I would have kicked that calf. I would have definitely, that, that calf kick has been developed over yeah. a couple of years. I think if you're going to kick, kick straight into the solar plexus, kick that calf, back him up with your jab, and move side to side, not just one way. And yeah, then you're looking at this, he's not, he's not using, he's not fighting as what they call long. Like, like John Jones is an expert at this, right? He's an expert at keeping distance, right? Yeah. As, he's as, not, you know, as you recall from when we used to <laughs> um, do karate back in the day, right? The one who controls the distance, controls the match. And here you can obviously tell that, that Chandler is, is definitely controlling the distance. Well, he was, uh, he was like, like those rear kicks, right? I mean, you're, you're exposed. Like the way he's throwing, he's just like, and eh, he's like half-heartedly like throwing it, you know? It's, there was a lot of things that I felt that Hooker did wrong here. I mean, he is number one, like you said, even on the, even on the, on the ground. Distance, there is distance on the ground. Sometimes your chest isn't chest to chest. Sometimes your arms aren't in the right position. So there's a lot of distance in every range. Number one, Hooker is backing up, only circling to one side. His punches are half-hearted, like you said. His kicks look weak. His expression looks insecure. So there was so many things that I feel that Hooker should have, like Chandler, wanted to do. Control the distance, knock him out, make a big thing out of it. And he should have had his hands up. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna fight the guy backing up and you're afraid of his power, get your hands up. And there were so many things that I just feel that Hooker um, could have done to make it, you know, this is not, you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid of getting in there and mixing it up, but mixing it up in an intelligent and safe manner. You know, you could get in there and put your, you know, if you're going to jab, make it a good jab. If you're going to come across with a, with a left hook or a right cross, make it Wrong. Make it stick. You know, be confident in every aspect of the game. And Chandler didn't really didn't show anybody anything except he chased him down, took a couple of big swings, and that was it. It's over. And obviously, yeah. he showed everyone he's got power. But you know, after the first shot, the guy was halfway done. And then all you got to do is just keep swinging. So yeah. we didn't really get to see that much more of Chandler except. You know, he's confident, and he went in there with a lot of power. That was basically it. I mean, to tell you, Mark, you and I could have walked somebody down and swung hard. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we were kind of iffy, right? Because, like, I remember when we were doing our fight picks for this one, I, would, I was definitely giving Hooker credit in terms of the kickboxing skills. But I was a little – leaning more towards Chandler in some respects because I know he was like a three-time champion in Bellator. He's, you know, he, I mean, he he was like top of the food chain for I don't know how long he was there. I think it was like at least eight years he was over there. He had, a, you know, he beat no Benson, ben Henderson, the former uh, UFC champ and everything. No doubt. You you're, you're absolutely correct. The guy, number one, is a great athlete. The guy has power. And he's he was a champ in Bellator for a reason. He deserved to be in there with Hooker or anybody else uh, in, in the top uh, five. Yeah. However, we just unfortunately 
didn't get to see the best of Hooker. We both expected more out of Hooker. Fight long, fight smart, side to side, pick him apart. You know, yeah. like, you know, make sure you, you know, hit him where it hurts as far as in that light, take away his movement. So, uh, you know, and hit him to the solar plexus, take his wind out of him. And there were so many, there's uh, definitely a good number of fighters that fight like that. Like you mentioned, John Jones, um, yeah. which we got Asanya. You know, there's people that, are great fighters and they might, and even John Jones is not a big time knockout artist. Uh, honestly, no, he's not. He's not. He finishes, he submitted people and right. he's like got a lot of TKOs, but he's not like a knockout artist. Right. And like you said, no. he doesn't, John Jones doesn't look like he'd be a great wrestler, but he is. Adesanya, yeah. we don't really see that much wrestling out of him, but I think that he's pretty well skilled. It's just that these guys who look like they would have knockout power really don't, but they knock out, knock out artists because of the way that they put together the punches and the confidence that they have. Hooker, I think he's got all the tools to beat Chandler, and he should have, in my in my opinion. He, yeah. he just had the, uh, I, I think, the advantage physically because, like, like you probably know in karate, usually the taller fighter is a harder fighter to fight. Yeah. A short guy in karate all right, you could just sidekick him, reverse punch, and you keep him at bay. But yeah. tall fighters are really, really hard to reach and keep away. And Chandler made it look easy. Uh, Hooker should have been a much more elusive target to hit. And he, and unfortunately, I think it was a little bit of a confidence thing, a lot of the pressure to win. And now he kind of set himself back a couple of fights. So, yeah. but maybe, maybe he'll learn from this. Maybe there'll be a rematch one day. Who knows? Yeah. And it'll be it'll be good to see what happens with Chandler in, in his next match because I I know he wants a uh, championship fight, but I don't I don't know. I'm hearing rumors that that um they it may be Connor and Dustin Poirier fighting for the belt uh, and, and, and trying Connor's pushing that um, envelope for for the summer. Actually, let me bring that fight up. Well, well as you're bringing that up. Yeah. I, first of all, I do feel that Connor deserves it. I really feel that the way Connor was fighting, which I'm pretty sure that we're going to get to soon, I feel that the way Connor was fighting the fight with Poirier, Poirier looked a little bit sloppy, but maybe that's his style. And Connor looked laser, uh, pinpoint laser accurate. But I think that Connor got flustered once he, he made the choice. It looked like in the fight during the second round that somehow he made the choice to turn and kind of get his back up against the cage a little bit too close. And then Poirier yeah. started unloading on him, and Connor should have just circled out and stayed on the uh, on, in the middle of the cage. But somehow he got caught, and he got flustered with the punches, which yeah. no in, in the past, I don't think he has. <laughs> maybe maybe when, when Connor said, oh, it's been inactivity, and maybe it was. Maybe it was inactivity, and he got just caught up in getting hit. And then... Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know because I, I mean, I, I personally believe in ring rust. Yes, I, you got Dominic Cruz, who everybody swears is like a freak of nature. He doesn't believe in ring rust. I believe in ring rust because I know, like, when I trained, if I took like a little bit of time off, even if it was like a week, I felt I felt off. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, these guys. He knew he was training for a fight. The only thing I could think of is that he didn't have anybody in his camp that 
is a world-class fighter. That's the only thing I could think of. Like, that's why a lot of these guys go to these, these big name gyms like American top team, because the, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, top five contenders and a couple of world champions that they get to work out with. But I mean, we all know Connor that that leg kick was definitely a factor. I mean, when you're looking at this round, this is like the second round. Now watch. Now, it. I was I was thinking it's Connor kind of put him away here because he, he's gonna get turned. He looked a little tired, right? Well, he's falling here, but the thing is, he gets turned around soon. I think yeah. it, I think it's right around here. Once he gets turned around, he somehow gets caught, or maybe like you said, maybe he was a little bit more tired than it was that it looked. And when he gets turned around, he kind of just stays there. And it's like, you can't, you can't just put your back up against the fence and just counter and counter. Now, then again, John Jones can do that. Adesanya can do that. But they, yeah. I, I don't know. They just free, like you said, yeah. right there, he got hit with a yeah. left. But, yeah, the, but then I think his leg goes out. I don't know if he hits him with a leg or he just couldn't move. Cause I, I know by this time his leg was shot. I don't know if he, yeah, right. Yeah, so his leg was damaged before this. It was definitely in the first round, right? Yeah, he, he admits that his leg was damaged. But the thing is, you should, you, you can't, you, you can't get onto the cage if you're the type of fighter that likes to relax and maybe take a breath. Meanwhile, Poirier, he's going to be in your face all the time. That's one of his things yeah. that he's 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 always trying to cut the cage off and get you. Yeah. So, uh, just a great fight. Now, going back to what you said about a trilogy fight. I think that yes, Connor does deserve a trilogy fight. He knocked him out in the first round, and then Poirier knocked him out in the second round. Yep. What about Nick Diaz? Nick Diaz, you know, choked him out, and then oh, the you mean Nate? Nate? You mean his brother Nate? Yeah. Nate Diaz, excuse me. So Nate Diaz, first of all, chokes him out. I think it was the second round, and then yeah. he lost in a decision, a really close. I, I think that may happen. I know. Uh, Poirier wants to fight him, even mention it. But, I mean, in all fairness to Poirier, like from what I've been seeing on, hearing on, you know, in the news or whatever, they are calling him the uncrowned champ because, you know, Khabib left. Now there's no um, champion now, right? Because he, he it's, it's, I think it's done. He's not coming back, right? So... His next fight has to be for the belt, in all fairness, right? Um, he beat Ganji. He beat Connor. Now, obviously, you got Chandler that's coming in, so I don't know how that plays. But I, I personally think that it should either be I, – I, and I know Ganji's pissed about Connor even possibly even getting his next fight as a title shot. He's even threatened to leave the UFC. Um, I think I think I think because he he's been away from the game so long. I I honestly kind of I think, think in be. all fairness, Danny should listen to this. They should be he. I mean, I know they do one events, but it should kind of be like like a tournament style. Like have we already know Dustin beat Ganji, right? So maybe have Ganji fight Chandler. How long ago was that though, Gaethje and Poirier? Uh, had to be before COVID. Or so, right before COVID, because uh, Poirier only fought once last year, I think, towards the end of the year, if I'm recalling, like during the COVID. That's, that's a year and, and a half. And that was in, um, I'm sure, he beat Hooker in that fight. He beat Hooker before this one. 
Right. You got Poirier who beat Hooker. You got Chandler who beat Hooker. You got Gaethje. Yeah, Hooker is definitely out of the, the championship. I think. What I'm saying, I think what they should have is bring Ganji and Chandler, right? Because Chandler is relatively new, right? right. So I, I, in all fairness to the guys who've been in the UFC, you know, let him still work a little bit to get to the belt. So I think if Chandler beats Ganji, then Chandler should fight Portier, right? Okay, for the belt. But what about and Nate then? Diaz? What about if they Nate want Diaz? to bring? Then they can do a super the, fight, uh, a third one, right? I think I think Poirier's next fight should be for the belt. Give him that chance again. He's earned it, and then that's it. But I think, and then you got Chandler. I think he's he still needs to be Christian. Let's see how he does with a sophomore stance, the sophomore performance, right? And you got Ganji. We know Dustin beat Ganji, but can Chandler beat Ganji? And then I and then I, I think I think that that would that would be it, man. I think I mean, you have to go with who fought in the last year. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. The people that fought the last year, like you mentioned, it was because you got that Brazilian guy Oliveira. But I'm trying to think of what weight class he's that's, in. That's what I'm saying. This, no, no, he's he's 155. He crushed. Uh, he didn't. He didn't beat him. He didn't tap him out. He didn't knock him out. It was a decision. Well, yeah, I can't remember his fight, but he from what I didn't even watch that one. But I heard he dominated his last fight. Oliveira did to Tony Ferguson on the. Ground. That's it. Yes, yeah, I heard he dominated him. I missed that fight. Oliveira did to Tony Ferguson on the ground what Gaethje did to Tony Ferguson on the feet. He ripped them apart. I've always liked Oliveira. He's been consistently. Yeah, I liked him because jiu-jitsu is slick. He's he's one of the very few guys. He's slick in everything. Do anywhere MMA, he can do off his back. Most good jiu-jitsu guys are only good on top. Like Maya is not really good off his back. He kind Oliveira of just, can go shit, do shit off his back. He's got good tie boxing. I'm um, telling you, I think that yes, yeah, we we missed him. We missed I, him. I think, no, no, Oliveira. What he's been consistently beating everyone he goes up against. So I, but he's kind of quiet. So I think it should be. Okay, go with your suggestion. Okay. It'll be my suggestion. Go ahead. So these are the people that should be at the top. First of all, Nate Diaz. He's there. He's always been there. No one's ever. But he's been inactive though. He's been inactive, but he's always there. No one's ever at 155 knocked him out or tapped him out. It always goes to a decision, and then most of the time it's. You know, because of his antics, or I just think that deep down Dana really doesn't like him, so he tries to kick yeah. him. But he knows that Nate is good and is a, a, a just a great fighter, and he's got a following. So there's Nate Diaz, there's Justin Gucci, right. there's Oliveira, yes, there's Connor, and yeah. then there's uh Chandler. So you got those five people, those <laughs> five people, but Nate is kind of inactive, Chandler is kind of new. So now you're down to Oliveira, Gaethje, uh, and and Connor. Of course, Poirier is at the top, so really six. So Poirier, I think he should have to fight someone he's never fought before who is has been very dominant. So it really should be, I mm -hmm. think, Oliveira should get a shot at, uh, at uh, Poirier. And that really should be 
the next sort of like title fight. Mm-hmm. That should be a title fight. Give Al, uh, Oliveira a shot. And to tell you the truth, I think Oliveira will be able to take him. I really how about how about? I was just thinking of this when you were talking about that. You have. I got Oliveira. Angie. Who, who, who we got? We got Oliveira Chandler. I think Gaethje should fight. Maybe uh, Gaethje should fight Chandler. Either Gaethje and Chandler or Gaethje and Connor. While Poirier gets. Or Angie and Oliveira. Ah, you but, have those two go at it. Uh, and to tell you the truth. And the winner of that goes, oh, even better. Gangi <laughs> versus Oliveira. The winner of that fights Connor. Then the winner of that fights Poirier. Yeah, but wait, wait, wait. Let's go with where, who is Oliveira fighting? Oliveira fights Gangi. Oliveira Gaethje. Yes. Okay. Ready? Chandler and who? No. Then the winner of that fight fights Chandler. Okay. Then the winner of that fight fights Poirier. I don't know. I think Poirier needs another fight before those two fights happen. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. I had it backwards. You have <laughs> Oliveira fight Ganji. The winner of that match fights the winner of Connor versus Chandler. There you go. Right? You have Connor Vite Chandler. Right? Connor Chandler. Two champions. Two Connor former champions Connor. fight. Oliveira fights his Ganji. Right? H-A, right? And whoever wins, and whoever wins fights each other, fights again. Right? So Connor wins, let's say, and Oliveira wins their match. They fight. And then the winner of that match fights Portia. So that should be a matchmaker for the UFC. Right, I should be the matchmaker. I don't think I sell that. more tickets than the, than the matchmaker they got. You know what? I have to say, Mark, I actually like your choices. So who, you have Chandler and Connor, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Chandler and Connor. Now, now the thing is, the Connor's way- coming. Connor's coming off a loss, but he was a former champ. Chandler's right. coming off a win, but he still needs to kind. Of, I mean, I think he did prove himself. He beat a guy that's in the top eight. But let's see what you do against a guy who was a two-time world champion, two different weight divisions. And I think well, that- I think Chandler, he's a three-time champion, but he might have been two, two divisions too. I'm not sure that. Yeah, but it wasn't UFC. It was Bell. Yeah. All right. Even though and Bell- then you give Oliveira, you give Oliveira a shot. I don't know if Oliveira's gonna get the shot though. You know why? Because like you said, he's too quiet. Right. But but the thing is, you start shaving his head and start acting like a maniac. But I, or, I, I, or start acting gangster like Nate Diaz. He might get a title shot. Well, here's my thing. The way that he beat Tony Ferguson, he proved that he can stay away from punches and be elusive yeah. and control him on the ground. Now, let's say Oliveira fought Chandler. Would it go the same way? Would Chandler be able to catch him with one of those big punches? Mm-hmm. And and that's a question for for anybody that Chandler fights. Obviously, you know, it used to be Connor. Oh, his left hand, his left hand. But yeah. the thing is, if you could be, if you could get caught with with that big with those big punches, but kind of roll with them. And then who knows what would have happened in the second round or the third round once Chandler gets a little bit tired and gets a little bit sloppy. Like you don't know. So yeah. there there's a lot here. But I do like what you said as far as how they could be matched up within the next year. You can have two big guys in the in 155 
fight, uh, you know, two guys and two guys, that's four of them out of the way. And you also yeah. got ideas. And then you got, all right, then the winner of each of those fights fight each other. But that would be now that Poirier has to wait for those two fights to happen. You know, yeah. Actually, three fights. The two fights could be at the same time, the two and the two. But then the winner of those have to fight. That would now be, you know, another event like three months later that we have to yep. But the thing is, Poirier, even though he – I mean, I really think that it would be great if you were able to give Poirier a fight like where you can have, you know, at least him fighting within the next three months. I think that Poirier would probably want that. I think that – I think every three months, every three or now, four Would months, that be a main event or just a, a regular fight? I mean – I don't know. I don't know. But now I'm going back to you. I'm like, if these – if these two guys and these two guys can fight each other in, let's say, four months from three to four months from now, if yeah. it can happen, let's say it actually happened where they had them both on the card, I think they're going to probably split them up. But let's say they they have all these top five guys fight each other. Yeah. And it, would that be too much inactivity for Poirier? Or are they skipping over the money fights where it's going to be a trilogy fight for Poirier? You know, we don't know. But yeah. like, I think that they should put us on the payroll and, you know, give us a shot at making the car. I know, I know, right? <laughs> now, I mean, if they fight again and it's not for a title shot, it will still make money like him and Connor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Watch it again. But it all depends. Well, I think it all depends on um, what uh, Corey wants. But I think at the end of the day, he, he's got a. If it was me, I would push for a title shot because in, in this game, you don't know how much time you got left. Because you, you can get into another. Let's say he's got two more fights before that, right? You get and, – and those two was a war. You, you don't know what the effect's going to be. It could be affecting you down the line, and you won't perform as well, and you won't get that title shot. Um, I would love to see someone new, meaning either Oliveira or Gaethje – or Chandler, like someone new. I don't want – it would be great if he didn't fight Nate Diaz again, even though that I think that Nate Diaz. Yeah. It would be great that, that if he didn't fight Poirier again because those are trilogy fights. So yeah. it would be great for Oliveira, Chandler, or Gaethje to showboat their skills on someone new, give them an opportunity to fight the ultimate, you know, Connor. It would give Connor yeah. an opportunity to say, well – even though I lost to someone who I guess could be considered the champ right now, he's like, well, check out what I can do against the big hitting strong uh, Chandler or guess how I can do about the new and improved Gaethje or the uh, ever so slowly rising star Oliveira. Like those are all big fights for Connor, but you have a lot of great picks too. I mean, it's. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Dana makes hooker fight Oliveira either. I wouldn't be interested in that fight personally. Yeah. I, I, I I wouldn't be surprised because I mean, Hooker could turn. Oliveira doesn't sell himself. Now remember how Gaethje was like that wild, crazy guy. He used to get yeah, hit all the time. And then out of it. But he's been in like. But the thing is, lately Ferguson, even though he tuned him up, was a battle. Fortier yeah. was a battle. What I'm saying is Gaethje is like new and improved. Maybe Hooker can be maybe a year from now 
this new and improved, hey, I never get hit anymore, and I'm using my game a lot better. Maybe Hooker, you, know, you never know what's going to happen. Hooker's still, he's not an old guy. So, no, he's not. He's got plenty of years left in him. So, it, it, But, you know, the more you get knocked out, the less damage you're able to take in future fights. That, yeah. you know, you, you obviously definitely know that from experience. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, we get yeah. knocked in the head a couple of times. You forget your name a little bit too often. So, yeah. But That'd I be interesting to say. Absolutely. I, I tell you, Mark, I, I enjoy being able to, in private or in public, talk to you about this. So, <laughs> so Zane, yeah, it's always a pleasure, Zane. It's always a pleasure. That's why, you know, we, we have you on the show a lot. I honestly <laughs> feel that we should, uh, maybe one of these days, we can even. You know, once COVID's gone and if the UFC is uh, somewhere in our realm, we yeah. should go to a UFC and we can maybe even, you know, I would say try and get some sort of podcast or recording going of our of our picks during the UFC. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we got to work on that. So if Dana, if you're watching this or listening to this, invite us to a post-COVID show, man. Yeah, maybe UFC 300. See, Dana and I. Zane and I are willing to work for cheap. For free, for free. Or if there's any local MMA promoters that are looking, that have a local event post-COVID, let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll work with you. We'll see if I get that going this year. You never know. I'll look into it, too. I, I got a few. I'll put my feelers on the ground. Yeah, yeah. All right, Zane, I'll let you go. So, everybody, keep don't forget, subscribe and follow me here on my Twitch channel. Follow me on my YouTube channel. Follow me on Facebook, Mark Shark MMA Show. And don't forget, every Sunday I put out a new podcast episode. We're listening to on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and more. And uh, that's it, guys. It's a wrap. See you guys next week. Take care, guys. Thank you, Mark. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA Show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.markthesharkmmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website, sign up, take advantage the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out. www.markthesharkmmashow.com Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark Retorto. Just want to make sure that everyone's following me, not only here on this podcast, but on my new live show that's hosted on Twitch. You can watch it at twitch.tv slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. And I air a new episode every Saturday. So check it out. What's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark 
MMA show. Enjoy the show. All right, guys, we're at the end of our show. This is Mark Retorto. I'm signing off. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page. It's called The Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C, not a K. And also, feel free to leave us messages by using the Anchor app. And also, don't forget, if you look in the mood for a good action thriller book, to buy my book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. It's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you need a good book for your kid, get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.